people, welcome to the Tom Parley podcast. Um, I think the Big Ten is actually finally releasing an injury report due to the fact that they want to know who is in the games and who is not in the games. So we'll know and we'll have more time ahead of time uh, to actually know who's going to be in those college football games, speaking of Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. You know, they have, I think, five ranked teams in the top 25 just before the start of the season. So that's kind of important to what's going to be happening. So, but we can pick games here. Yeah, I'm definitely going to, I'm always going to come to you for SEC stuff. So I know you're paying attention to that. So LSU, mm-hmm. it's just the rest of it. I don't expect you to know any of it. So I'm actually, you know, you know me, I've been betting on them games for years. Like I, I, I love me a good matching game. I love me a good Mountain West game. Like San Jose State, I'm on it. Like I'm a bit of a, a, a degenerate that way, so to speak. Most people aren't <laughs> trying to find a line on San Jose State, you know, San Jose State and uh, I don't know, Washington State, perhaps. I don't even know who's playing this week exactly, but I do have a parlay that I'm going to get into for later. But the big FSU-LSU game, or you wanted to get into that, who do you have winning that, you LSU homer? <laughs> <laughs> well, the um, the line is LSU minus two and a half. It hasn't moved much this week. Um, I was looking for it to move a little bit, if, if if for no other reason than just being the first game of the season. And there's a lot of hype around Florida State. It's actually, I actually expected it to move down a little bit, um, uh, but it didn't. Uh, so it's stuck at two and a half, which is which is telling. Um, mm-hmm. Look, the main thing about this game is for me, the main thing about this game is finishing. Right. Last year, um, these two teams played about a year ago. Um and when they did play, they, you know, LSU had the game pretty much won and they just didn't finish. And they allowed Florida State to get back into it. Florida State kicked, Florida State kicked a field goal and won the game, right? So, yeah. you know, the expectation this time around is that, you know, Brian Kelly is talking to his team. He's letting them, he's, he's making them very well aware that that loss put them in a situation in a spot that they didn't need to be in where they probably could have made the made because of the fact that they got to the SEC title game um even though they lost that game to Georgia they probably could have found a way to bump themselves somewhere into the top 4 um if they hadn't lost this game to, to lost this game to Florida State so just just you know pressing upon the kids that the, every game is important every game is valuable i'm going to pick LSU to win the game um in a one score contest um i expect i expect our our quarterback um, I expect our quarterback to 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 show out a little bit this time around. And the defense, a lot of a lot of uh, you know blue chippers on this defense. I think that they'll play you know they'll play up to par. Florida State does scare me though. Uh, this is a team that can score points in bunches, and um, they can they can definitely bring it up and down the field. So Florida State does scare me, but I, I'm going to pick LSU and I'll take the over as uh, so I feel like it's going to be a high scoring game. Prime time, really? maybe. let's do it. Prime time. Going to go over that number. What's the number? I think it was the last time I checked it. It was. It's what was it 42? Yeah, I thought it was no, I thought it was like 46 and a half. 46 and a half. Maybe I'm tripping. That was on um maybe NBA. I maybe I saw it, maybe I saw it. It was maybe it was it was lower a couple of days ago. The last the last time I checked the line on this was like what's say Thursday. The last time I checked the line on this was Monday. Oh no, night. it's even higher. It wasn't 46, it's 56 and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it is okay, at fifty six and a half, I'll take I'll, at fifty six and a half. I'll take the under, but I think just <laughs> under. I think this one. I I think I think this this literally gets into the fifties. I think this is like a 
you know, 30, okay. 34, 28 type of game. That's Something fair. like that. I, I see it. I see it. Because they're playing in Orlando and they're not actually playing in um, Tallahassee. Also, you know, prayers up for the people down there in Florida because they're going through they're going through a lot right yeah. now. That hurricane slash tropical storm that just flooded everything. So that's going to be a lot. But yeah, um, they got some issues they got to be dealing with. So I hope they can even get to the game and the fans can actually like enjoy this because that's going to be kind of wild. The game yeah, it will be, at, but should be good. It should be a good game, though. The game that I was looking at, which is the craziest thing, probably to a lot of people, um, Boston College. Boston College will be hosting North Illinois Huskies. I think they're going to beat the Brakes over North Illinois. There's always a MAC team that comes out, tries to play with the ACC team. These are what they call buy games. Boston College is only has to win by nine or more points. They will easily win that point game by two touchdowns Saturday at noon it was on the ACC network no one's probably going to be watching that but I will and it will be crushing um, also Rutgers is going to be hosting Northwestern Northwestern fired their coach their players are motivated but Greg Schiano is back at Rutgers two teams in the Big Ten that nobody really cares about they're going to get the game over with early and it is going to be featured though on Sunday at noon so if you want to catch that one I'm going to be betting heavily on Rutgers. They should beat the brakes off of them. I do not expect a lot of points to be scored. And that is it for this week. Oh, and Stanford's going to beat the crap out of Hawaii. Hawaii is at home. That game is being played at Friday at 11 p.m., but essentially Sunday because that game will be going into 1.30 in the morning for everybody here on the East Coast. And that's your catch-up bet. Usually that kind of sucks because everybody usually loves to bet on them on Saturdays. But that's the very first week to put it on a Friday. College football is getting out there big, trying to own this whole weekend. So we will see. And have you learned the name of the UTSA quarterback? Because he might be a good quarterback for the Jets in about three more years when Aaron Rodgers is gone. No, we got Zach Wilson, so I don't care. I'd like to point out he has thrown for 3,000 yards and run for 500 touchdowns two of the past year, past two seasons. So I'm not saying he should replace replace Zach Wilson. I'm saying he can replace Zach Wilson. So once you learn his name, don't worry. You're the only one who needs to learn his name because you know he'd be replacing Justin Fields. So oh no, the Bears will not be drafting him pretty high. He's only six feet tall out of Texas. Plays for the UTSA Roadrunners. I think they're going to be the best team in the group of five. And they're in the American conference this year. So I expect them to win another 12 games. I'm sorry, no, they're not 12 games. Actually, they did win 12 games last year. I spent one of the 11 games and challenged for the um, American Athletic Conference title. Some good odds on that. Go check that out on whatever sports book you use. But I think right now I want to say they are plus 500. And into the NAFC East, Anthony, you are a resident expert and Jets homer. Jets in the over. That's right. The <laughs> Jets... <laughs> Jets are the over. The Jets are plus 270 to win the division. The Bills are plus 120. The Dolphins are plus 300. And the Patriots are plus 800. Who do you have winning this division and the rest of the order and why? The funny thing about it is I actually was thinking about for the last week or so, whatever, I was actually putting the Dolphins on top because they actually got a good team and stuff like that. Good line, good um, good wide receivers. But then I thought about Tua and his jiu-jitsu thing. I don't think that is going to happen. 
Um, what, I don't know what week they play the Giants, but that might be the week that Tua might be might end up being concussed because those guys do zero blitzing like crazy. But um, as far as you know why that is, right? Hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you know why they're zero blitzing so much? Yeah. They got the Giants. They got the Ravens' former defense coordinator, Wink Martindale. He was bringing it against y'all. He he was zero blitzing you guys, which is kind of nuts. You rarely I, see that in the preseason. I kind of liked it too because you know it gave it put Aaron Rodgers in tip top shape. But I don't know if Daniel Jones can um not Daniel Jones um what's his name Tua can handle it. Tua Tonga Vailoa. Yeah, I don't know if he can handle it. You know, he's not a, he's not as suave and smooth like Aaron Jones. You know, like I'm mean, like Aaron Jones, like Aaron Rodgers. Tua, <laughs> Tua's gonna be on the Tua's gonna be on the floor. You know, a couple of times. Well, that Jujitsu's ain't gonna do nothing. But as far as the um the thing is that um. See, you have to take this with a grain of salt since I'm a Jets fan, whatever. So I'm putting the Jets on top, of course. And then I'm gonna put I'm putting the um putting the Dolphins in second. Wow. I'm putting, I'm putting the Bills in third, and that's a quite squeaky third. They might actually fall, fall in fourth. And now I'm putting the Patriots in fourth. And the only reason is because the Patriots have the less talent on that on that squad. And for some strange reason, the Bills defense is supposed to be all all well and great as long as they have Von Miller sitting there. If they don't, for some reason, they fall off and they, you know, they talk start talking about the corners and safeties and all this other stuff. But that's the lineup I'm gonna have right now. And the only reason that I'm putting the Bills in third is because I feel like they drop it off every year. That's just my personal bias opinion, everybody. Remember, I'm a Jets fan. So <laughs> it was my bias opinion. I feel like they've fallen off every every single year. And especially when what's the name left to the, to be the Giants coach, I think Josh Allen has started to fall off because what's the name was putting him back in his place, and now Josh Allen, I started seeing him last year becoming like Superman type of thing. So I'm putting a, I'm having the Jets winning the division, Dolphins coming in second and, and getting the um getting the wild card, Bills missed the playoffs, and so did the Pats. Dolphin, uh, what's the name? Uh, I don't okay. know. Okay. I don't have an exact. I don't have an exact total numbers yet on yet on it. On wins, I got you. But you got the Jets. So how many games do you think it's going to take for the for for any team to win this division? Let's say whoever wins the division has to win however many games: 11, 12, 13? What's it going to take? I say around thirteen. Really, thirteen and four. Mm-hmm. That's a all right. That's a really tough. This still, this still, this still is a hard division, and yeah. even though, even though I'm making it sound like you know the Patriots and Bills look like crap, you put them in any other division, I think they win that. You, they win it, especially the NFC. If they go to the NFC East, I think they quite, they definitely make it the playoffs. They're this is a very hard division. I got you. Especially, okay. with, especially you might have, the Patriots might not have the talent, but they still have Belichick, like everybody always says. Belichick knows how to exploit the rules and do trickeries and stuff that's within the rules. You still have the, the um the Bills are still a talented team, but like I said, they've fallen off. And I think these other teams are the Dolphins and the Jets are actually built to stop the Bills. That's fair. So you have the Bills third because of their because you don't think their defense is gonna be that good. I don't think their like, defense is gonna be that good. I think they quite just like everybody else, almost everybody else in the league, their offensive line is a little bit weaker. And I think Josh Allen's become is quite regressing a little bit as far as his mentality of quite taking over the whole game, being Superman, running around and stuff like that, and and in quite and he's seen it in a, a little bit in the preseason, in um OTAs with him and Stephon Diggs, whatever Stephon Diggs getting arguments stuff like that. They might be acting like that's water on the bridge, or whatever. But I think there's something more to it, and we'll find out by week six or something like that. What's really going on? Got you. Okay. 
I think it's about the money. I really do. I, I don't know why, but I'm just I just try to keep it simple. Like I really think I think he's just picked I think he's just pissed about his bread and you know, he's not getting it and he realizes he's a large part of his team's success. So he's trying to figure out why that's not happening. But it is what it is. Malik, what you got for us, man? Um so I think the best bet. And Anthony kind of alluded to it. I think the best bet in here is 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 Miami at plus two ninety. Um, most like mostly because if you are able to hit, I, I disagree with Anthony in one in one respect. I don't think it's. I do think it's going to take at least ten wins to get to win this division. I don't think that the gap between the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills is is wide enough that there's going to be a team that's going to run away with it. Because to me, 13 wins feels like a team that's actually running away with the division in the way that the Bills did a year ago. Um, you know, when they won their third, when they won 13 or 12 or 13, I don't remember because I know that game that got um that game that got you know canceled when because I got of canceled. Uh, yeah, Demar Hamlin. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that meant their record went to 12 and four or whatever. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um. So you know, because of that. You know, I don't think that the the gap between these three teams is large enough for any team to dominate, and I think that that's going to uh, leave it open for a team like the, the leave it open for a team like the Dolphins to squeak to squeak out the division at something like ten and seven or eleven and six. I think at least two of these teams in the division are going to end up with double digit uh, wins uh, this year, and I think I see the Patriots. I still see the Patriots you know, flirting with 500 for a good part of the season. Um, they may end up somewhere around seven and 10, eight and nine, but I would not, and I, so I would not be surprised to see them play spoiler for a couple of these teams later on in the season. If you look at the schedule, um, they do have some, some games against their, against the division opponents later on in the year. So um, we, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised around, around that. Um, so I think the best bet is that plus two nine, take that plus two ninety uh, with the dolphins. Um, I think that's the best bet to lay. If I had to just, just to, you know, consider the 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 way it's going to shake out in the season. I'd probably lean towards the Jets taking the division at eleven and six. Miami coming in, Miami and Buffalo both coming in at, at ten and seven, and then New England finishing it up at seven and ten, or or yeah, at seven and ten. Uh, that's probably where I would see it. And I see I see actually three teams from this division getting in. Um, I, we talked about this last week, um, or two weeks ago, is when we first we were talking about the AFC North yeah, being like the toughest to division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are the divisions <laughs> playing each other, right? So, um, well, what what division is the AFC East playing in? In uh... they are playing the NFC West because Miami is no, they're playing the AFC. They're AFC playing the AFC West. AFC, AFC West. Yeah, yeah. they're also up. playing the Giants too. So yeah, yeah and they're playing the NFC East. So the East is yeah. playing the East, and the West, the East is playing the NFC East and the AFC West because they're playing yeah. Kansas City, Vegas, and a uh, team everybody's kind of overlooking. Well, I think it's going to be amazing, which is the Chargers. So week one, we got Miami at the Chargers. Yeah. So I see, I see two, I see two teams coming out of the AFC East. Um, I think the Jets find a way to find a way to win the division. I just don't think they're the best bet, you know, just because of the because of the plus money that you get on the Dolphins. I would take them. I think two two teams come out of the AFC East, two teams out of the North, and then this the the West. Sorry, the South and the West each have, um, you know, one one apiece. And actually, you could see yeah. three teams coming out of the East or the North. 
So, yeah, this is going to be an interesting division for me. Whoever gets 12 wins first, I think, is going to win this one. So that's where me and Anthony disagree. I don't think it's going to take 13 peak games. Um, it should be way, way less than that. And 12 wins are going to get you there. I like the Jets pick because on at least DraftKings Sportsbook right now, they got him at plus 270. And the Dolphins are plus 300. So, you know, mm-hmm. an extra 30 points or whatever in terms of odds, you know, three to one, two, two and a half, two point seven to one. Like, it's really who you think is going to win the division out of those. If the, there's no way I believe that the Pats is going to win this division. Like, I know I live up here. I went to the preseason game, but like, they didn't even keep Malik Cunningham as a backup QB. They didn't keep any backup QBs, which is really kind of telling, considering. Uh, actually, people I saw people with Bailey's Zappi jerseys last year after he won a couple of games, and they were in the stadium with his jersey on. I guess thinking he might actually get get a start over Mac Jones. So Mac Jones is far and away their number one starter, unless they just think this is going to be like that Cam Newton year where, well, this is a year he has to prove it to us to see if we want to keep him. Um, they don't even have another quarterback on the roster, so I'm still finding that kind of interesting, which means they're just going with Mac or nobody. They don't even really care. I think they're yeah. trying to take advantage of the rules on that one where they can have the emergency quarterback type of thing, just sl- slide them right in. Oh, so what you're saying is keep use that extra roster spot for some other position rather than having a backup quarterback at all. Mm-hmm. And then have Zappy or whatever be that emergency quarterback just sitting there waiting on game day just in case. But that's if another team doesn't actually pick him up, which, you no, know, they, whether or not they, you're trying to win, I can squad. see that happening. You already signed them back, those two quarterbacks back to the back, um, practice squad. And the weird part about not keeping Cunningham is they're also using him as a wide receiver and as a punt returner. He just happens to have the ability to throw passes because he played, you know, quarterback four years or three and a half years at um, Louisville. So he's a pretty good QB, but he needs to evolve a little bit from playing under center, but he can get there. But I thought they were going to keep him because he can play multiple positions and he's not he's not trying to pull a Tebow where he's like, it's QB or nothing. But the Pats are expected to win seven and a half. The over-under on their win total is seven and a half. For Buffalo, I believe it's ten and a half. And for Miami and the Jets, it's both nine and a half. So at the very least, they expect Miami and the Jets to both have winning records, which easily could have happened last year. The problem is you get two tough divisions in who you got to go play outside of Washington. But every team should be better. If um, what's-his-name wasn't hurt through the early going, I would actually take Miami to win the division. Mainly because they invested so much at corner, and the only team that is as good as them at corner is the Jets. But I do believe that the Dolphins have better pass rushers total like not just one guy i'm not talking about just quentin williams but it's christian wilkins one to get paid it's bradley chubb it's everybody who they have down there collectively um the the bills are very dependent on von miller without him it doesn't seem like they have a great pass rush they have a good one but that is going to be the difference this division come down to everybody with 10 games and whoever wins that last game of the season which i kind of find interesting because that they got 17 games i believe Miami ends up playing Buffalo at home at the end of the season in January. So that's going to be yeah. a huge advantage. And they got the Jets in December. So that's that's the interesting thing. They they have the Jets. They don't play the Jets until like week week 14. I they know. don't go and then they play them so, again. Yeah. Week like 15 or 16. They play them week in week, thir- week week 14 and then I'm sorry, week week 13 yeah, and then again them, week they- 15. That is the uh, Thanksgiving game that Amazon paid all that money for. So, Anthony, yeah. I hope you got your uh, Amazon Prime subscription ready. 
So it's just an interesting, it's interesting to see that, that, you know, that, and that's what I mean. Like the Patriots last two games of the season are against uh, the Jets and the Bills. Yeah. So that's why I don't think the Pats are going to make it. No, I don't, but I think that they're going to factor in. I just think the fact that they're so, that all these teams are so bunched up at the end of the season and playing against each other, what you're likely, what you're likely going to see is, is three teams, three three teams that are have that have very similar records, and they have to face each other in order to see what's gonna to see how how everything's gonna shake out. Yeah, and it's all gonna be decided at the end of the season. So with all that being said, I'm taking Miami to win it. I'm taking the Jets to come in second, um, because the Jets don't have to finish with uh, Buffalo or Miami. They get to finish with New England, and they're gonna beat the brakes off of them, which should give them a push over whoever loses that game January seventh. So Miami, Jets, Bills. Pats. Uh, the Pats could literally win six games this year. I'm not trying to be, you know, not trying to be down on them. They're not exactly my home team, but the team I live the closest to. So I don't see good things in their future. I don't believe in their wide receivers. Their defense should be much, much better because that's where they invest most of their draft picks. And the offensive line is a bit, bit shaky, but it is what it is from that. We're moving on to the NFC East. And that was one of the divisions last week, Malik, the AFC East that you talked about Every single team had uh, plus, you know, had a plus on them in terms of the uh, future for them winning the division. Because nobody really knows because they're all actually quality. Yep, exactly. Yeah. All right. NFC East, we're going to get this one real quick. Well, I shouldn't say quick, but I think I know who's going to win this. The Eagles are minus 135. Cowboys are plus 195. Giants are plus 900. The Commanders are plus 1300. The Commanders have no shot at winning this division. They got a rookie quarterback, or technically not a rookie quarterback. It's the second year in the league. He just didn't play last year. They finally got rid of Tyna Heideke, and they moved on from him. I think he's not even the backup. He's on a different team. I want to say he's in Atlanta right now, backing up. Yeah, he's in Atlanta. He's backing them up. Malik's new favorite team. Uh, the Cowboys got some got Brandon Cook, so that should help them on the wide receiver end. They have the best defense, I think, out of all of this. Well, I can't even say that because the Eagles may have lost a few guys, but I believe they still have all of their cornerbacks. Am I not mistaken? Bradbury's still there, right? So they haven't lost. Yeah, they still players. they still have all their corners. They lost they lost Gardner Johnson. Uh, did they lose? Oh, they lost in the injury. Was the other safety? Left? I can't recall. So they lost one. But, you know, they lost obviously their they lost they lost Hargrave in the middle mm-hmm. of their line, and they lost um, their their. TJ Edwards, uh, their linebacker. That's right. He as was well. on the Bears. Yeah. So, so that's why the Bears are going to be better this year. What's up? No, no, no. I was saying, I'll let you go ahead and finish your. Oh, finish and they your got call. like three more players on defense from uh, Georgia. So they have essentially Georgia's defense from 2021, 2022, and 20 parts of 2023. So the Philadelphia Bulldogs at this point on defense. Real talk, they are. I will be taking Philly. I have no faith in Daniel Jones. I don't know where they paid that man $40 million a year. That seems insane. He got you to a playoff game and kind of won the game. Um, a little bit more of that money needs to go to Saquon, but whatever. Y'all hustled him into a deal where he's only going to make $12 million, so I hope y'all feel good about yourselves. When, uh, you know, he breaks off another 1,400-yard season and is like, I'm getting up out of here. It is his home team because he was born in the Bronx and raised in North Jersey, so maybe he wants to stay a giant. It definitely gets more um, attention on him in terms of how good he plays. Fun facts, he's actually a Jets fan. How do you know that? You're just making that up. Because he said they had the draft. He Did said he really? Yeah. Oh, maybe he'll be on the Jets next year. He'll buy some extra bread. He actually thought the Jets were going to draft him too, but, you know, that didn't happen. 
Yeah, well, that's because the Jets hate winning. Um, no, the Jets was in third, and the Giants want to drop from second, and Jets had to settle for um, what's the name for Sam Donald. Yeah, well, Sam seems to be working out for Sam Donald. Somehow he's still in the league. And Trey Lance is getting traded, which is kind of wild to me. But I'm taking the Eagles. Um, it feels like I'm stealing money. I don't see how the Cowboys are going to beat them. Uh, the Eagles have a better quarterback. They have two of the best receivers in that division. Also with the Giants, it's not that I just don't believe in the quarterback. They still haven't really helped their wide receiver problem. Sterling Shepard is their number one. They drafted somebody um, this year. I've been seeing him in the preseason. He does not look very good. Um, I don't know. Daniel Jones may be improving as a passer, and I may be underestimating him, but he's still a middle-of-the-road QB. He may not cost you the games, but he's definitely not going to help you win them. And with Dallas and Philly just being so much better than the Giants on defense, in my opinion. Outside of Dexter Lawrence, like, I don't really see where they compare. So, and Washington, if Chase Young regains form and he's healthy again this year, they may actually have the worst defensive line in that division, which could be saying a lot for the Giants. Because the commanders could be coming for them. So they could end up with an 8-9 season. But either way, I'm betting the Eagles all day. I know it's not exactly a great bet to make, but it's the easy bet to make and the winning one. Go ahead, Malik. So best bet here, in my opinion, the best bet here is Dallas at plus 190. Um, the NFC East, uh, fun fact, the NFC East has not had a repeat division champion since the Philadelphia Eagles in 2004, um, which, which means that if, if, if history repeats itself, then the Eagles will not win the division this year. Um, it the will Eagles be the Dallas Cowboys. One of the, the could be you could say it that way, or you could say that history is going to follow the same trend that it always has. One thing about the Eagles um, that was also very interesting is that if you if you recognize last year, um, on top of being, you know, one of the one of the one of the you know, most solid defense uh, defensive teams in the league, they weren't they didn't get hurt a lot. And actually, the one time that Jalen Hurts did get hurt, they almost lost the division lead because uh, Dallas started coming back when Jalen Hurts got injured. Uh, towards the end of the season, they were a very, very um, healthy team most of the year. The entire offensive line stayed intact the entire most of the year. Um, their running back, Miles Sanders, was able to stay healthy most of the year. They didn't have any injuries on the receiver side. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, all those guys were healthy and were, were around the entire the entire year. So, you know, are they going to repeat that that health? Are they going to repeat that? That's you know that's that's an, that's going to be that's an interesting conversation. In addition seems to that, yeah. right, seems unlikely to repeat that. And on top of that, like you, like we just said, all the additions that they have made, they're all rookies. Rookies take time to grow. Rookies take time to develop. Nobody hits the ground running. You know, um, there's expect the expectation is that they're going to come along, but they're they'll probably come along a little bit slower than the than the the veterans that they replaced. Um, they bring back Fletcher Cox. I believe they brought back um, Graham, uh, Brandon Graham, for another year. So there's some, you know, there's some older veterans there that kind of helped them along. But uh, these rookies are going to be asked to play big, big, um, you know, big roles on this defense to fill the gaps of guys that they lost. And I just don't know if they're going to do it that early on. I think this team's going to, you know, find its stride late in the season. But I would say early on that they they find they figure out a way to just kind of stay within the pack and Dallas Dallas holds them off. I think the Giants are. The Giants are the most interesting team in this division to me because it's it's safe to say that they overachieved um, to projections last year. 
that's safe. That's a safe. That that's safe to say. Um, and so the question then is, did they get better? Uh, the Darren Waller addition uh, has helps the offense. Obviously, having Saquon back full time is 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 great for them as well. Getting the Daniel Jones situation out of you know out of limbo and to a point where the quarterback feels like he's you know he's getting paid, he's he's being taken care of, um, and the defense has shown you know slight signs of improvement. The offensive line is pretty good, so there's reason there's reason for optimism on the Giants, but. They could be a better team and have the same and, and have a worse record this year. Um, that wouldn't be surprising to me. Or they could be the same team and have a worse record this year, which wouldn't be surprising to me. I think the Giants just barely missed the playoffs. Um, I think that you know they they have another good season and it's a step in the right direction for them. I think they barely missed the playoffs because I think Dallas and Philly are really just that talented. But we'll see because the I think the first game of the season, Dallas and the Giants play, right? So um they're open <laughs> do they open the season against each other i, believe I can't remember so. if they did or not yeah um you didn't even mention yeah. washington well i think washington's just they're they're in they're they're like this whole new ownership thing um you know to me they're i wouldn't i don't call it a rebuild actually do i do call it they're stripping this thing down um, and maybe they have, I like Sam Howell. Maybe they have their quarterback of the future. Maybe they have some of the young pieces in place. Maybe Chase Young, you know, if Chase Young is able to, you know, reclaim his, um, you know, his status. Yeah. His status as a top two pick in the draft. And he was almost traded at the beginning. Of, he was almost traded during the off season. Um, there was a lot of talk about him being traded in the off season potentially. So there's a lot of questions around this team. And I just don't think that they're, I think they're. I think that they could be. In, they're going to be interesting, similar to the Patriots. They just don't have the talent right now to stay with the rest of the teams in the division. But they'll give every team a game. I think they will give every team in the division a game. They'll give them a good matchup. Um, but they'll probably come up short in a lot of contests. So I don't see them winning more than five games. Um, I see the Giants speaking somewhere around eight and nine, and then the Cowboys and Eagles both around twelve wins. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really sorry. It's kind of hard to kind of predict this um this division. Like Malik says, you quite you don't know who's gonna actually win. They 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 never repeat. They um, and if we're looking at this last this thing that happened this week with the Trey Lance and um trade or whatever, this is basically putting fire. Uh, they, basically, I was watching um first tape. They was actually kind of right about it. Um, Stephen A. and I forgot who else was talking about it. They was actually kind of right about it when it was ba- this basically putting fire up on um, the coaches behind right now. As far as you better better start winning, whatever. Jerry Jones is over there, you know, doing ah, moves yes. and stuff like that without even telling them. McCarthy, right? right with McCarthy, but um, I actually gonna put quite. I actually think that Dallas is gonna fail. This is just a. This is a team that needs to be blown up. Needs to be um. Needs to be um. Taken apart or whatever. So I'm gonna actually really? the Giants gonna, or the Cowboys. Yeah, no, the Cowboys. I'm gonna actually put. I'm gonna actually scramble it up a little bit. Go a little off the edge. You know, as as usual, don't take take my picks with a grain of salt type of thing. You know, I'm gonna put. The, I'm gonna have Philadelphia repeating since they did it before. I'm gonna actually have Philadelphia repeating. They actually got a good deep team. That Malik said they was healthy last year. That's kind of true. That's definitely true. And they might actually, they might actually know what they're doing as far as their strength and conditioning coaches to do it again this year. So I'm gonna have them repeating. 
as far as the champions, whatever. I had the Giants repeating as far as coming coming back, but they might not even make the playoffs. It might be only one team in that division that makes the playoffs. And I had Dallas in third and Washington in fourth. And, and what's the name? Mike McCarty would be fired by the end of the year. I'm going to actually have that as well. Wow. You're predicting I'll the coaching back. firing. Yes, I'm already predicting that. I'm putting him for, for Black Monday. I'm pitching his name in as number one. Okay. So, but yeah, that's how that's how my line is gonna go, and basically gonna have on um, Philly running away with this division, give them fourteen wins. Well, they had fourteen wins last year, didn't they? Or didn't they go fifteen and two? Or am I tripping? No, they they no they didn't go fifteen and two. They lost like two games in a row last year after after Hertz got injured, and then they won like um, thirteen straight though. No, 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 no. They, they won. I know they won like their first three games, they three lost or four. Games. No, they, they, I think they, they won like their first six games. I remember, I remember they, they, they lost the game to Houston, which was weird, right? Yeah, that was um, all of my money. I remember last year. Yes. I yeah. Remember that. <laughs> but they weren't. If I remember correctly, I don't think they were the. They, they, they probably were. They were the last team to to be undefeated in the in in the league that last year. Um, they were the they were the last team to lose a game, and then they lost like two or three straight. So I think they I think they finished like thirteen and four. I think that's what the record was. Thirteen and four. And this is one I'll, I'll look it up. All right. This is actually kind of a scary prediction too, because the thing is that another thing that usually bucks the trend is usually the Super Bowl loser. You know, it kind of sucks the next year. Yeah. Sorry. They were they were fourteen and three. Ace. They were fourteen and three last 14 year. Fourteen and three. Okay. Yeah. I thought they had like, but they had like a wild like 10-11 game winning streak. In the middle of the season, yeah, like they are untouchable. Yeah, they won their first. They won their first. Yeah, they won their first eight games of the season. Lost the game to Washington. Um, they didn't lose to Houston. They lost that game. They lost that that Houston game was on a Monday night. That's what I remember. And then they lost the game to Washington. And then after, then they lost against Dallas at Dallas, and then home against New Orleans. And they lost the um, at home against New Orleans, and that was it. Wow. Oh my god. But those two games, I believe, those are the two games that they lost when. Hertz was injured. Okay. Makes 14 and three last year, right? Yeah, 14 well, and three. If Hertz gets hurt again, they got a better quarterback backing him up because I didn't believe in Gardner Ministry. Like, he's a fun story and all, like living in his van outside of Jacksonville, you know, out of the Jacksonville facility when he was the quarterback there before they tanked and got um got the golden boy down there, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, Anthony's favorite fantasy QB. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, they got a better quarterback in terms of my opinion, and and especially what we saw of Mariota in the quarterback series. Which after watching all four, is it is it one more episode of Hard Knocks or is this it? It's only four episodes, right? No, it's gonna be five. It'll be no, a fifth episode. I've seen the first. It's always four. five. I will say I enjoyed the quarterback series more. Um, I kind of the drama of who's gonna make the team and who isn't, because you know the union didn't want them doing that, and. I already know that 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 wide receiver cap for the Jets is getting cut. There's no way he's making the team. Who's that? Yeah, he got he got he got cut at the end of the he got cut at the end of the last episode. Oh yeah, he who's got that? cut at the end of the last episode. Cap, the white dude who was oh, yeah. doing the um his Ricky song. He did "Lose Yourself" by Eminem, which I thought was. I think funny. he's going to end up in the practice squad. Yeah, but that's not. I mean, good for him, but that's not making a 53 man roster. Like he has to hold yeah. for injuries just to get pulled up because he's good enough and he's fast enough. But you know, he's just on a tough team in terms of term in terms of trying to make it, because there's a lot of veterans there that if Corey Davis had been there, he wouldn't even have had that opportunity, honestly, because Davis would have been the fourth wide receiver. But Lazard is kind of taking his spot, and honestly, I think he's better than Alan Lazard. 
you know, in terms of what he showed last year and just how he played in the league, but he decided to uh, retire and take a break. I don't know if he's going to come back, but. He was he was still not made it because the thing is that yeah. one of those other rookies that would have made it either Gibson or um, Brownlee. Yeah, Gibson is really good. But speaking of hard knocks, I just wasn't really, I don't know, this season it felt kind of, Rodgers is doing a lot. It felt a little bit forced. He's looking directly into the camera. I feel like I'm watching a TV show as opposed to a documentary. It's because it was a last-minute type of thing. They just wanted to force it just to do it in the last minute instead of actually picking out another team. And they could have started earlier. Wow. I hear you. Well, they, they wouldn't have started earlier. They would have started at the same time because they had to wait until camp started and it was after the first week of camp. I, I just, it, you know what, honestly, this is like the – I will be honest with you. I think the formula – of hard knocks is, is dead a little Warm tired it's a little it's a little tired the 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 preseason formula of hard knocks is, is a little tired i was i'll tell you i was very very i, I watched uh and was very intrigued by the um the in-season hard knocks which was Ooh. which was with the cardinals last year that um watching them watching a train wreck yeah because it was it, games it was watching them, yeah, it was watching them go through the ups and downs of not just preparing pre- preparing for a week or preparing for a game, yeah. but like also like recognizing their own, you know, um, their mortality uh, in the season, like their playoff mortality, where they were ranking yeah. in the playoffs, you know, how, you know, you could see when things were getting tighter, when things were, when they were pressing a little bit more, Um Watching J.J. Watt go through the last season of his professional career, you know, watching that whole yeah. that whole piece piece happen, even like the the Kyler Murray injury when Kyler Murray gets injured, um, yeah. and he Colt goes down for the season, up. and Colt McCoy having to step up and stuff like that stuff is much. It's the the, the preseason stuff. You you it's the same thing, right? It's it's let's follow the quarterback, let's follow a couple of star players, let's follow a couple of rookies who are trying to make the team, yeah, get you interested the in them. Player. It used to be the rookies, like the one, the one that got everybody hooked. I would say, you know, for lack of a better word, is the Kansas City one in 2007 with Herm Edwards, where like you cared about the people at the margins of the team and like, are they going to make it? Even when they did the Bills with um, when they did the Buffalo Bills and Aaron Maven, and they didn't know whether or not he was going to make the team, and they followed him and they were talking about stuff that he did off the field and the painting and all that. Like that was actually interesting. I would. Well, say they do that. Like, they do that every 2019 year. 2019 has been kind of a wash. Like all of them kind of fall together. Dan Campbell, but they do that every year. That was right. I mean, they they do that every year with like the the you know the rookies or like the the guys that are on the fringe. Like they did that with the the kid Smart. Uh, I can't remember his name uh, on the Jets, Anthony. Um, The guy, yeah, the the DT, um, the defensive end or defensive tackle, Smart. He got signed to the practice squad. He's on the practice squad. He got he got cut and he got signed back to the practice squad. But like. Just seeing it's it's the formula is a little tired, and so what they do is they try to latch on to the the star names. Last year, you know, with the Lions, the star the star of last year with the Lions was Dan Campbell. The star of this year with the Jets was Aaron Rodgers, and nothing nothing stood out other than him, right? Nothing you know, nothing stood out other than watching Aaron Rodgers be Aaron Rodgers. And and be that natural version of himself that you didn't get that you never got to see when he was in Green Bay. That was cool. That's been, that's been cool. It's been fun. It's been great to watch him be a version of himself that actually people kind of like. Um, of course, loving the most like loving the, the 
loving the conversation that he had with the Giants uh, pass rusher who lied his ass off and said he didn't know who Aaron <laughs> Rodgers was. I was like, come on, dude. <laughs> that that the headphones thing is like, I'm not getting them earbuds. I'm not trying to have those electronic, what's it, EMF waves or whatever going through yeah. my brain. I'm preserving my brain, which I know yeah. he really believes and he's into the psychedelics and all of that stuff. But, man. He's been talking about it with the media too. Like they've been straight up asking him. And I guess it's not weird anymore because he's in New York. So it's like it's not a weird thing. But you know, it's it is what it is. People complain at the US Open yeah. about how they're smelling so much weed near the courts. So <laughs> everybody in New York is going in. Summertime. It's definitely a yeah, it's definitely a fun uh it's definitely a fun time. You know, I want to see what the Jets do. Yeah. All right. Um, that is it for us this week. And I'm gonna let you start us off with the shout outs. Go ahead. Um, well, shout outs to Tanzo Smart. You know, I'm glad that he made it back to the practice squad. Shout outs to Jason um, Brownlee and Xavier Gibson. Those are the guys I was actually following throughout the whole season, uh, the offseason, whatever. I was glad that, you know, that they signed as undrafted rookies, whatever. And I'm glad they made a team. Unfortunately, what's the name? Corey Davis is gone or whatever, but, you know, shout out to that. You know, what else I'm going to shout out? So, um, oh, yeah, fuck you, Sean Payton. But I had to get that out of the way. Um, yeah, I, I really don't really have that much shout outs this week. You know, I just had to do those two things. I can't think of any right now. But anyway, those are my two shout outs basically right now. I think, uh, Hopefully, I think of some later on when the season actually starts, I can actually have some real shout outs. But, yeah, once again, fuck you, Sean Payton. Anyway. <laughs> All right. And as for me, um, shout out to the FIBA World Basketball Cup. I've been watching that. And shout out to my New York Liberty for getting another win over the Aces. I think they're going to win the title. Um, I'm not just being a homer here, but that's been my team for a long, long time. And I'm looking forward to the last of the group stage matches. Uh, Puerto Rico is playing DR tomorrow at 8 a.m. It'll be real tense in the Bronx. But I just want you all to remember, you are not on the team. This is not the World Baseball Classic. I haven't seen nobody wearing no jerseys, though, which is kind of wild, but it is what it is. I will be rooting for DR and Carl Anthony Towns. I don't know if Puerto Rico got a shot, but I hope they do. That would be a real interesting game to watch. And Brazil versus Canada. Canada's been beating the brakes off of everybody. So until they got to play the U.S., who knows? And Ivory Coast, y'all let me down, y'all. I've been really disappointed in Ivory Coast, Philippines, and even um, Japan. They haven't been doing much. Um pretty much obvious that it's going to be the U.S. and Canada probably in a gold medal game. I don't know what Spain is going to do, but France is already eliminated um, because, well, their center's, uh, he can't shoot, and he's not even going to get up a shot. He took one shot in that game that we talked about last week, Malik. Rudy Gobert's uh, um, albatross in Minnesota. They got to figure out how to move him or Carl Anthony Towns. San Carl Anthony Towns to the Knicks. Won him. I know it's football season coming up. <laughs> And I feel alive because my college football team, the UB Bulls, will be taking on Wisconsin Badgers. And I am betting on them to cover those points. Hopefully they shock everybody and actually make it like a seven-point game or less. But outside of that, man, football is back. And I am excited. Let's go. Emily. Um, before I give my first shout-out, before I give my shout-out, um, the Patriots just signed – uh, Matt Coral uh, as the the number two quarterback, uh, so he Corral. will be the backup. Wait, Matt Corral. Corral cut him? Yep. 
Yeah, Carolina cut him and they, they signed him off of waivers. He will be the backup quarterback to Mac Jones. He's in, the reason uh, why Matt Rule got fired, you know. Wait, they signed the guy who's who's on um, the owner of the um, Golden Corral? <laughs> David Tepper. No. Tepper's <laughs> Matt Corral, Matt Corral from old name. from Ole Miss. From Ole Miss. Could have been the number one pick. Everybody was talking about him as oh, is he a top is he a top ten pick in the draft? And no, he was not. He could play. Uh, I don't know. I'm look. I mean, may, maybe this is a guy that I mean, he's young enough. Like maybe this is a guy that could push Mac Jones if he doesn't have a great year. But whatever. Um, um, but yeah, I just wanted to call that out because I know we were talking about their backup situation and the fact that they didn't actually have a backup quarterback on the roster. Well, they do now. It's Matt Corral. Um, first shout out is to the um. To, to piggyback off of you a little bit, Ace, the FIPA men's basketball team, um, they've been, U.S. US has been holding it down. I feel like they're actually going to, they're going to medal. I think we talked about this a couple last week. Like, they're going to medal. Oh, they're going to medal. It's U.S. They might, they, they might gold. They might go gold. I'm waiting for this matchup between them and uh, them in Canada to to, yeah. to, to to decide on who who, who wins it out. Um yeah, shout out to the Dominican Republic. Shout out to the Philippines. Um, was it the Philippines who won? Um, no, who they beat? Uh, who beat France? Who beat France? Uh, I, I'm trying to it was think. A, was uh, it France the Latvia? Latvia and Chris Stapp. Right. Was there. Shout out. And he was there, but he was not playing. So shout out to the Latvians for being able to win, beat the French team without without having to, having to. Uh, you know, unlock the the bin of of Chris Stapps, who was not playing because he had pla- uh, plantar fasciitis, uh, so that's why he wasn't he wasn't out there. Um, shout out to them for for getting that done. And France is out. That was that was crazy. What's up, Ant? No, no, no. I was just saying the goat was, was sitting and couldn't play. The goat couldn't play. Yeah, he, but he was there. He was present. He was cheering. His, he was cheering his team on, and that was probably that was good enough for them. Um, shout out to the kids from. The formerly known as Bishop Bishop Sycamore High School. I want to shout out to those kids. If you watch that BS High uh, documentary on on the Max on the Max, um, you know as much as you want to punch this guy, punch that guy uh, Ron Johnson or whatever his name is in his in his face. Um, as much as I wanted to, as much as I wanted to punch him in his face, I really felt bad for those kids. He is um, such a pro. That kid still can't get into college. Be, be, this so, you know. He promised them a dream, promised them something only to steal from them. The fact that he did things that messed up their own credit. Like these kids now had, like he messed up these kids' credit by putting hotel rooms and food and stuff like that in their name. But not just that, the PPP loans. Yes, PPP and getting those loans. PPP loans. That's where he took it to the next level. And I was like, you, you are a straight scammer. You are a scammer. And, and the fact that he has zero remorse for it. Like the entire documentary, you just see him laughing and, you know, patting himself on the back for doing something, for, for patting himself on the back for being a crook and saying that, yes, I stole from, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry, but all of those people were adults. But when he's, when you, when you tell them, when you ask him about what he did to the kids and when you, he, when he hears the testimonials from the kids, you know, basically saying that their lives are ruined and their dreams are, their dreams are shattered, their dreams are crushed, um, and he just looks at it like you know uh, he, he he thinks that they they are the ones that are trash they are the ones that that um, you know should be supporting him because of what he did for them. No, 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 no. That's not what happened. That's not what happened at all. You didn't do a damn thing for them. Um, 
There's a show called Last Chance You on Netflix. Uh, if you've gotten a chance to watch that show, that's how it should be done. I'm just going to put put it out there. That's how it should be done for kids who are on the fringe and need, just need an opportunity. And some of those kids have gone on to have college careers. And I don't know if any of them have made it to the NFL. I think one of them is in the NFL now. Three of them. Oh, made three. It okay. The yeah. The so those are the first seasons. John Franklin played for the okay. Bears actually as a corner. Okay. So, yeah, so th- that's how, that's how it should be done. Um, and, you know, unless obviously, hopefully, hopefully nobody comes out, we don't hear any scandal coming out of there, but you know, uh, but shout out to those kids. I hope that they're all, you know, see from the end of the, the, the documentary, some of them are back, some of them are still in football. Some of them are trying to make their way back into football. Um, and I hope that, you know, they, they get to, they get to, to shine in the way that they want to, especially that quarterback, man, that was really messed up. The fact that he was, he had an opportunity to go to Grambling State, and then they had to pull the scholarship because of his affiliation with Bishop Sycamore. That was really yeah. messed up. Trillian, man, Trillian Harris. Shout out to him as well. Yeah, hope he's doing better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, last but not least, shout out to the NFL. Uh, NFL is coming back. We are six days away from Lions Chiefs. I I can't wait. I can't even tell you how excited I am for this game. Win or lose, just for the fact that you know the Lions, who were not, were not, did not, who were the only team in the entire NFL to not get a primetime game scheduled in the 2022 season. They were the only team to now be a team that is leading the marquee game, leading the marquee game against the Super Bowl champions, you know, uh, in primetime. That just shows where they've gone as a franchise and and the level of respect that they've receiving they're receiving at this point. So, shout out to the NFL and shout out to my Lions for for, for putting themselves in the, in the spotlight. Now you just got to get the work done. And I just want to get one more shout out into my new favorite player in college football by the name of Money Parks, who just got a seventy yard touchdown. Utah to go up on Florida. Just had to shout that out. This is when we're with, uh, taping this. I just wanted everybody to know who's listening. Not only, like I said to Anthony a couple of weeks ago, not only am I a client, but I'm also the president. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm paying attention to all of this. To all, we'll of be watching. I, I'll definitely be watching more more college football this year, Money especially parks. especially watching the quarterback. Shout out to the all the all the uh, quarterbacks that are coming out this year that are going to be coming out showing off. Shout out to Caleb Williams. Shout out to Drake May. Shout out to what was it? Uh, I, I really want to see what's going to happen in Tennessee. With um, or was it Texas or Tennessee with Frank where Harris, Arch Manning Tennessee is? With uh, Hendon Hooker's in that league, Tennessee has no, uh, no, not Tennessee. It's uh, Texas. Leva. Yeah. Oh, with um, Arch Manning. Yeah, with Arch Manning and uh, Quinn Ewers. Like, I want to see yeah. what happens there. You know, is Quinn gonna play well enough to keep Arch off the field, or is Arch gonna, you know, kick him kick him to the curb? Like, how's that gonna play out? Like, um. Yeah, because it's just it's just a really good, really, really interesting uh, year for college football, especially the quarterback position. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, football back. I'm yeah. into it. Let's do it. Shout out to the Beavers, Corrigan State. We out. Peace. Like number fifty five on the Giants. Well, I don't even.